Welcome to Office Hours from TripleXChurch.com, where we answer your questions regarding sexuality, porn, sexual integrity, and more. Where nothing is off the table and all conversations are welcome. Now, here's your host, Carl Thomas. Welcome to Office Hours by Triple X Church. I'm your host, Carl Thomas. I'm a pastor, certified neuro health coach, and a guy who struggled with a lot of the stuff we were going to be talking about today for nearly 20 years until I found freedom a decade ago. With me is our producer and my good friend, Neil, who works with this ministry in a variety of capacities. In today's episode, we are going to be jumping in and answering some really interesting questions, such as, how can I find freedom from porn and stop being a lukewarm Christian? How do we rewire our brains to see women for their worth instead of as an object? How do I escape the temptation to masturbate? That's just some of what we will be discussing today, so make sure you hang in there and jump into these topics with us. Recognize that no questions are off the table, and I'm going to be as honest and blunt with my answers as humanly possible, so please don't get offended. We can always agree to disagree. So without any further delay, let's jump in. Neil, what do you have for us today? All right, starting off with the first question. Hello, I'm 17 years old. I've been struggling with porn for five years. I need help. I want to be totally set free from this, and I want to live for the Lord and not be lukewarm. I know Jesus came to set the captives free, and I want to be on fire for God. I deserve hell, but I want to obey and be God's faithful servant until the end. Okay. So... Two things here. One, like we talked about this last week, we get these questions all the time. The uh, hey, what do I need to do to get free? And I'm not saying this kid's looking for a magic bullet, but it's that idea of what am I missing here? I, I don't know what I'm doing. A lot of times, the people asking these questions in the end aren't doing the right things. Maybe they think they're doing something, but they're not doing the right things to really get through this stuff, right? Because they don't understand or appreciate the full capacity of what they're struggling with. So. Not going to spend a ton of time on it because we answer this pretty much every week, but it's the same thing as always. If you want to get past your addictions, your, your porn addiction, your masturbation issues, whatever, um, get in a community, right? Get some support. Now, he says, I think he says he's 17. So mm-hmm. the Live Free Community app actually has a minimum age of 17. So you could join that. Uh, you need some personal accountability in your life, and that's going to take some work trying to find the right people that you can confide in. You need some education. And by education, I mean basically just something that's going to teach you what you're dealing with, right? So maybe a course, uh, counseling is good, those types of things. And ultimately, though, um, yeah, the the community aspect is the big piece, right? Because the counseling, the the workshops, all those things, they're kind of one-on-one. And what we really need is the ability to walk this stuff out with other people in our life. Right. And because I've seen over and over again, over and over again, the guys who try to do this solo generally never find any real success. Like you need other people in your life. So I would say start there. Um, but that's what you need. I mean, um, you can go to livefreecommunity.org and right on the home page there, if you want, just to kind of get a picture of what we're talking about here, download our 10 day was a 10-day freedom from porn action plan, right? Completely free e-course. You'll get a step each day for 10 days, emailed directly to you. Sign up for that. That's going to give you a lot of good information in terms of what you need to do to kind of get this process started. But before I move on, 
this caught my eye because clearly this kid's a Christian, right? Coming from a religious background. Some of the language that he uses really stands out to me because it's kind of typical of, I'd say, a kid my, when I was a kid, the type of background mm -hmm. I was dealing with. It's very self-condemning, right? Uh, oh, how do I do this? You know, I'm such a bad person. I deserve hell, blah, blah, blah. What do I need to do so I'm worthy of God? The fact that he goes into the whole lukewarm Christian on fire for God thing, I I have money, so I'm not going to say if I had money, but if this was a, a wagering situation, I would put down a heavy bet on the fact that he's heard some sort of sermon or message from a youth pastor about Laodicea, which is a church in Revelation, and the whole lukewarm Christian thing. And without boring everybody here, because maybe you don't care, but in the book of Revelation, John writes seven letters to seven churches. One of the churches he writes a letter to is the church of Laodicea. And in this kind of undressing of this church, right? Like, hey, this is all the stuff that you're kind of doing that is jacked up and you need to fix. One thing he says is, hey, you're neither hot nor cold. You're lukewarm. God would rather you be hot or cold. So he's going to spit you out of his mouth. So it's this idea of you're not either of these things. And so God's, rather than loving you or accepting you, he's going to reject you, right? And so what I've heard over and over again is this idea of, well, God would want you to be on fire, red hot fire for him, or he'd rather you almost be against him, right? Because if you're just apathetic, he's got no interest in you and you basically disgust him. That's, that's the message, right? And I've heard that message over and over again. And contextually, that's just not... That's just not what John is saying here. Uh, what he was saying is it that church, that city, Laodicea, there were two cities, one to the north, one to the south. This, I think it was the city to the north had these hot springs that were healing, right? Like they were known for their healing hot springs. You would go in there and it would help with skin problems, all sorts of stuff. The city to the south was known for its cooling springs, right? Like just the best drinking water you could imagine, right? So they didn't need bottled water back then. They just went to the city. Laodicea had all these other things going for it, wealth and everything. But the one thing it didn't have going for it, it had absolutely crappy drinking water. It was horrible because they had no natural springs. So they had to pipe it in from these other cities 20, 30 miles. And because of ancient technology, there was no way to really keep that water cool or hot or anything. So by the time it got to the city, it was lukewarm and disgusting. And so Laodicea was known for its wealth and all these other things, its salves and but it was also known for having some of the area's absolute worst drinking water, right? And so what John, or God, is saying here is, hey, listen, have a purpose, right? Like hot water, it's for healing. Cold water, it's for refreshing. Lukewarm water, it's for spitting. It sucks. No one wants it. It doesn't do anything. And that's what God's saying here is, hey, have some purpose in your life. Have, do something for me, right? Do something to build my kingdom. Don't just sit back on your butt and do nothing. That's what he's saying, right? And the this, this spitting out of the mouth isn't necessarily God rejecting you. It's the idea of when you sit around with no purpose, no, no function, you're not doing anything, you know, it's, it's not appetizing, right? It's not, it's not good. No one wants to, you know, it's, yeah, you want to spit it out, right? So 
my, I, I say all that to this young man specifically because, dude, you got to get over this whole self-condemning shame thing, okay? Um, the fact that you struggle with porn or masturbation does not make you this horrifically bad Christian, right? It doesn't make you this guy that's, you're so much worse off than everybody in your church, okay? Yes, it's, if you're a Christian, technically it's a sin, right? Yes, yes, you need help with it. Yes, it's something you want to get past, but it doesn't make you this jacked up guy that everybody else has got their life together, but because you have this porn, you're, you're especially bad. You're lukewarm. You're not on fire for God, so he's going to spit you out. Stop it. Okay, that's not the case. You can have a purpose. You can have a desire to serve God. You can do all these things and still be struggling with porn because while porn is a quote-unquote sin, it's not just a sin issue. It's, it's, a, it's a much deeper thing, right? It's a lot of issues. It's a, there's psychological reasonings for this, right? It's, it's, things that were, it's a brokenness issue. It's a, hey, I'm hurt and I need healing issue, right? It's not a, I'm doing this because I'm just a rebellious little bastard and God hates me issue, okay? It's not that. So get past that, get the help you need. And yes, apathy is not a good thing, right? And I've, I've met a lot of guys in this area of struggle who are apathetic. And what I mean by apathetic is, well, yeah, I deal with this. I know it's not good, but who cares? I'd rather just do what I want. I was apathetic in my 20s about it, right? You're clearly not apathetic because you're concerned, all right? Where the apathy sets in is now that I told you what to do if you don't go do it, right? If you just sit there and say, well, that sounds too difficult, that's apathetic, right? And you could argue, yes, it's lukewarm in terms of you're not going to accomplish much. Uh, I will tell you this. I'm not saying that you can't accomplish things in your life. I'm not saying that you won't have purpose. But I will say from firsthand experience, if you struggle with porn and masturbation and these sorts of things, it infects other areas of your life and it is definitely going to reduce your um, ability, shall we say, to accomplish some really great things, right? Because it's always going to be nipping at your heels. You got to get rid of this and that's going to free you up to do greater things in your life. So that's all I got to say there. Yeah, very well put. Moving on to the second question. What is the process to rewire our minds from the cultivated instinct to immediately look at a woman and have your gaze wander? How do we rewire our brains to see women as God's children and worth so much more respect than to see them as an object? How do we recreate thought patterns and habits to exercise appropriate actions towards others in order to honor God, honor ourselves, and honor our significant other? All right. So the essence, the real question here is what this guy's really saying is, hey, how do I break out of lust patterns? Right? That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. How do I see a woman for the creature of God she is or whatever, uh, rather than just a, a chick with great boobs and a tight butt, right? Like, that's what he's saying. And it's a common thing. It's funny he uses the word cultivated pattern because that, I, th- I actually think that's a very, I don't know if he means it this way, but that is a very accurate description, right? It's cultivated. So what I mean by cultivated is not, it's not cultural and it's not because you have a penis or your genetics, right? It's not your genetic makeup. It's the fact that over the years, if you've been looking at porn, if you've been masturbating, if you've been doing these things, your brain has built connections. It's, built, it's bonded with this stuff. And without getting into the deep science of it, just in real layman's terms, your brain has, has kind of become conditioned to the idea that when you see an attractive woman, it's 
masturbation time. It's go look at porn time. It's, hey, pleasure myself time. That's the way your brain's just, it's just naturally become accustomed to that being the, the just the one-two connection, right? Oh, hot woman, sexuality, right? And so when you see an attractive woman, when you see a girl in a tight shirt, your brain is already at work doing its thing. And so now it's, it's off to the races and you're down that lust road, right? You're objectifying her. You're seeing her just for sexual gratification. And so, yes, it's very much a cultivated situation, right? Uh, it's not genetic. It's not because you're just a dude. How do you get past that? So a couple of things. First of all, especially early on, your brain, it's going to take a while for your brain to break these patterns. It's not going to happen overnight, okay? Uh, if you've been doing this for 10, 10, 15, 20 years, you're still going to gravitate that way naturally speaking. So you just need to be super aware of that, all right? And as you, assuming you're going down the recovery road and, and you're seeking healing and you're you know, doing all the things we talk about, counseling, whatever, over time, your brain can and will reassociate healthier patterns of thought with things like a good-looking woman. It's, it's very similar to the idea of when I was younger and I was uh, dealing with this stuff, anxiety, right, like a deadline would, would stress me out and I'd want to go use. I still deal with deadlines. I still, I still deal with certain levels of anxiety, right? But my reaction is not go look at porn because I've kind of broken that association that my brain used to have. Now my, my instinctual go-to is, hey, I'm going to call somebody. Hey, I'm going to take a break. Hey, I'm going to go walk. Hey, I'm going to write down a list of the things I need to do and see how much work there's really involved. Hey, I'm going to pray maybe, right? Those are my go-tos. So same thing here. It's going to take time. But even that being said, you know, we all experience attraction. We all experience desire there's nothing wrong with these things in and of themselves. And so the temptation or the possibility of going down that objectification route is always there. Right? It's always the possibility is always there. It doesn't mean you have to go there. And so I would say, what are the patterns in health? So without mentioning names, and everybody probably knows what I'm talking about, but there's books out there that talk about bouncing your eyes and this and that. And the problem with that, when you just, well, I'm just going to bounce my eyes bounce my eyes at any time I see someone hot, uh, is, is in the end, you're still objectifying them, right? Now, you're not objectifying them for an object of sexual pleasure to be enjoyed. You're objectifying them as an object of sexual pleasure to be avoided. But you're still seeing them as an object, right? And that's, that's what we're trying not to do, right? But you can kind of do these things as long as you're processing it right. So what I mean by that is rather than saying, oh, Great-looking woman, sexual object, look away. It's great-looking woman. That's a, a beautiful person that God created. I admit she's beautiful. I admit that there's some attraction there. But she deserves better than my objectification. She deserves better than me just staring at her boobs and her butt. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look away or I'm going to remove myself to not allow myself to go down that road, right? It's still, yes, it's a similar action, but the motive is completely different, right? You're not 
looking away because she's a sexual object, a, a Jezebel that you need to avoid. No, you're looking away out of respect and saying, hey, you know what? I don't need to go there, and so I'm just not going to allow myself to go there because she deserves better than that. And in that case, you are respecting her as a person, right? You're not avoiding her because she's a sexual object. You're just saying, hey, I'm, I refuse to let myself go there. So I'm going to just put myself in a situation where I'm less likely or less tempted to go there, right? So that's what I would say. Uh, but again, the reconditioning, the rewiring your brain, very, uh, yeah, <clears throat> that's completely legitimate. And it will happen, but it happens over time. You can't force that process. Your brain has to start building new connections on its own. And it will start going down those new paths once they get built. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we got a third question. Quitting masturbation is the most difficult temptation I have in my life. How do you escape it? And when and how does it get easier? Any tips? Okay. So... Very similar to question one, honestly, because it's, hey, how do I get past it? Now, the interesting, the language they use here is, how do I get past the temptation of masturbation, not how do I get past masturbation itself? So, first of all, just in terms of masturbation, because I'm just assuming that when they say, how do I get past the temptation, they're probably also doing it. So maybe they mean, like, how do I, get, how do I just get past masturbation? We have this tendency to look at masturbation and porn and sleeping with somebody, like we tend to look at these things as all different little evils, right? And some are worse than others and some aren't so bad. They all need work, but you know, I've heard guys say, well, I masturbate, but I don't look at porn. Hey, yeah, I don't look at porn, so I don't, I'm not really addicted, but I masturbate every day. How do I get past that? And so we need to understand that, yes, they are different behaviors. And yes, I would say, you know, from a human perspective, Probably better to masturbate than sleep with your neighbor, right? However, the root issue here is the same root issue, right? You're still seeking sexual gratification for the purposes of, let's just say, medication, right? For the purposes of soothing whatever it is in your life, whatever pains you have in your life, loneliness, anxiety, uh, a lack of self-worth, whatever. You're still going down these roads. It's just you're... Your poison happens to be masturbation or your poison happens to be porn or your poison happens to be strip clubs and prostitutes, right? It, it's all just a different version of the same poison, right? So you need to understand that. And so how do you get past masturbation? The same way you would get past porn or any other sexual issue or addiction, if it's, especially if it's a very compulsive habit, right? You need to, all the stuff I talked about earlier, and so I'm not going to re, uh, rehash that, but you know, those things. In terms of the temptation to masturbate, uh, let's just say that, because temptation is always going to be present, right? Uh, I'm 10 years in recovery, 10 years in freedom, whatever you want to call it. I don't, I don't really consider myself in recovery. Like, I'm, this stuff's behind me, right? The temptation to look at porn is always potentially there. I've had moments, even in the past month, where super busy, super frazzled because I got a lot of stuff working on right now. And uh, the, the thought hits me. Hey, Carl, you can go look at porn. I don't know where that thought comes from, to be honest. But that's a temptation, right? And then I think about it. I go, ah, no, that's okay. And I move on, right? Nothing wrong with that. I don't feel guilty or shameful about that. It is what it is. Same thing kind of here, though. Like, the thought 
is going to be like, hey, I could go masturbate. Hey, I haven't had sex in a while because whatever, my wife's sick or we're having arguments. Uh, hey, I feel really lonely. Hey, whatever, whatever the reason, there's always going to be something that could potentially create a thought of, hey, I could go masturbate right now. That sounds fun. How do you get past that thought? I'd say similar way I get past the thought when I have thoughts like that is, okay, I could do that and that would feel good. All right. And I honestly, this, this takes a level of awareness and a level of critical thinking, if you will, not just rolling with the emotions, not just rolling with the feelings, but I weigh it out. Yeah, I could do that. That would be fun. What does that mean? Okay. And is that going to help me do the other things that I'm in the process of in a better way? Is it going to help me with the things I really value, right? So I value my marriage. Is that going to help my marriage? No, right? I value the relationship I've, I have with my kids. Is going, uh, is me jerking off to some porn clip going to help my relationship with my kids? No, right? I would even argue it might hurt them in some regards because, not because of the way I treat them per se, but it's going to mess me up mentally and that will leak itself out in the way I treat other people, right? Is it going to help me with, you, you, you come, go down the list. And the answer is always going to be no, right? And so then you just check it out and say, okay, well, I got one good thing here, orgasm, and I have about 10 good things here. And so if I go for this one good thing, I got to kind of scrap these other 10 good things. And then for me, it just becomes a really easy, yeah, 10 to 1, no contest. I can, I'll pass on the porn right now because while it might make me feel good, it's not going to make me feel as good as continuing to pursue these other things. And I would say the thing, same thing with the temptation of masturbation, right? Is it going to help you in your relationships? No, it's not. Is that stuff more important than just, you know, an orgasm? Absolutely. And so if you see it that way and you understand it that way, um, that's, that's how you can get through those moments. And again, it's temptation. That's it. You don't need to feel terrible about it. We all get it. It's what you do with that temptation. So that's all I got there. Yeah, absolutely. Great answer. Well, that's all I got here. That was the last question all for right. today. Cool. Shorter week. That sounds great. Hey, I noticed you're, uh, you're missing the collar, so that's good. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> all right. You're, feeling, you're starting to feel uh, feeling better and better each week? Man, every day is a better day. Every day is a better deal. day. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, folks, hope you enjoyed this episode. We will have more questions for you next week. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube and you have any comments, please make them and we will do our best to respond. But I would tell you this, if you have your own questions that you want answered uh, or just want my candid thoughts on, go to triplexchurch.com forward slash office dash hours and submit your own and we will answer it in an upcoming episode. So that's it, folks. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next Friday. Thanks for joining us for this week's Office Hours. Have questions you need answered? Submit them at triplexchurch.com slash office hours, and then tune in next week to hear what we got to say. Until then, 